Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am Laura, and I'm here with Brandon, Rich, and Alex. We are your friends here at Embedded Insiders. How you doing, Laura? I'm doing great, Brandon. How are you? Hey, Laura. Why do you assume that we're friends? Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Well, well that's a big leap. I'm not saying that we're not, but it, but it is an assumption, isn't it? Well, we're our listeners' friends. How about that? <laughs> Rich, is, Rich is in a bad mood because because his New Jersey Nets got trounced last night. Mm. Oh, 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 At least you're in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, moving right along here. Well, let me okay. take your mind off that, Rich, for a second. And I just want to know how everybody celebrated IOT Day. Uh, let's see. Uh, we were supposed to celebrate. IOT Day was April. We had a big cake at my house for oh, IOT yeah? Day. It was a big celebration. Yes, indeed. It was connected, and it was counting calories in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, speaking of IOT, um, I saw a survey yesterday, or the results of a survey yesterday from Eclipse.org. Everybody knows what, it, what Eclipse is. And with respect to IOT, they um, – the, the respondents of this survey, two-thirds of them say that they're either developing an IoT solution or they will in the next 18 months. That's a, a fairly high number. Um, two-thirds of these people are, are doing IoT stuff. Uh, anybody surprised by that? Um, I just want to comment that haven't we heard that number for like the last 10 years? Two-thirds, maybe not 10, but probably six, two-thirds of developers are developing an IoT solution now or within the next six to 12 months. Dude, what are you doing to me here? <laughs> it's, not, it's not my information. I'm just telling you what the survey said. <laughs> I, I, but but in your defense, Rich, there you go. But in your defense, Rich, um, they have been always developing. The IoT space has been exploding exponentially. So if you say a bunch of people are developing in this space last year, yes, they were, and more people are doing it this year, and even more people are going to do it next year because the IoT is just a fancy way of applying the Internet to everything, and the Internet is this pervasive monster that is just going into every application space. So as, if you, once you start talking cloud, cloud enablement, it, all bets are off. Yeah, so take that, Brandon. I was just going to say, so, <laughs> so, so maybe we should change. Maybe the next year, the folks over at Eclipse should change their uh, their survey to developers. Two thirds of developers are going to be developing something in the next six to twelve months or eighteen months. Man, I, and you said I was in a bad mood. <laughs> Your really? team at least made the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Speaking of IoT and development, I, I want to put in a plug for the Embedded Technologies Conference, um, which we are hosting in San Jose, San Jose Convention Center, the last week of June. Um, IoT is obviously a huge topic there. So if you are one of these folks developing, thinking of developing, um, this is something you want to check out. It's the Embedded Technologies Conference. Uh, doing a lot of stuff there on AI, machine learning, uh, how to code how to do security, how to make sure your IoT application is secure and all that stuff. And then one of those topics is wireless. Um, what's going on with respect to wireless in your part of the world, Alex? Well, the, the big thing is uh, LoRa, the, um, 
it's the old uh, TV band. It's uh, being used by um, a, quite a lot of developers now. It's Semtex Core technology, but it's unlicensed and it's inviting to a lot of people because of the fact that it's an unlicensed uh, part of the spectrum. There's a lot of development going on, and there's a big group. Um, actually, there are several groups, but the biggest one I can think of in Europe is the uh, Things Network, and they've got literally ten. I would say tens. They've got about 6,800 gateways scattered across Europe. Uh, I just took a quick look at their website. 6,842 gateways in 100. And 37 countries, and they're doing the uh, LoRa, long-range wireless uh, wireless area networks. And the interesting thing is, is remember what I was saying earlier that they're develop it's going into every space, cattle tracking, smart irrigation, smart parking systems. I mean, anything that you can think of that people needed to organize and or plan at some point in their lives, someone's automating that process, and they're trying to connect it to the Internet of Things through the cloud. Did you say cattle parking? No, cattle tracking and smart parking. I guess you could park oh, cattle. Oh, oh, oh. They would, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> just want to be clear on that. There you go. Well, interestingly enough, cattle tracking was one of the first uh, applications used for wireless. It was um, RFID. It wasn't uh, Internet-based wireless, but... The, uh, the first uh, chip factory in Brazil ever created, uh, that was their primary product, or RFID tags for uh, cattle uh, tracking. And it was very, very successful. So once you automate that, to, you could now track them from space. I've come across that application quite a few times over the last year or so. Uh, here in the U.S., in the, in the Midwest, that's a, a huge thing, and and uh, I I took a drive through that part of the country last year, and I was, oh, what's the word, amazed, astounded at at the number of cattle that are out there. And they say like if if each one of those is worth a thousand bucks, you know, to to put a two dollar sensor into, into each cow um, is it's a big deal. It is. It's a booming industry. I recently attended the um, NXP forum a couple of weeks ago. And they were talking about the advances in sensors that they're putting in cattle and how it's improving the agriculture industry. Well, and they're doing it everywhere. Whatever. Anywhere you can put a sensor. Literally. Yep, anywhere very you can true. Put a sensor. You, know, you know, one of the interesting things about Laura um, is that it's really shaken up the, the, the long-range, you know, cellular type of uh, um, wireless space for IoT. Um, I just spoke with um, Daniel Quant over at Multitech, and we had a pretty interesting discussion about what's really going on in the 5G space. Um, obviously, some of the you know, narrowband, NB-IoT, CAT-M, uh, those technologies were really prompted because of LoRa and, Sem and, uh, and uh, Sigfox and other, uh, you know, those long-range wide area networking technologies. Um, but it looks like at this point that, those cellular um, alternatives to LoRa are, are really, really far behind. And one of the reasons for that um, is that with 5G coming out, a lot of the big boys at the table started really pushing, you know, consumer-grade uh, you know, wireless so that people could up, upgrade their handsets and upgrade their home uh, broadband. Um, but some of the 
the longer range um, industrial type use cases that you've heard about with 5G, you know, low latency um, connectivity for industrial automation, for example, um, are, are actually being pushed out into release 16, release 17, and those standards aren't actually set to be ratified until the end of uh, this decade and the beginning of the next decade. I know it's 2019, but it, it is kind of far off uh, when we've been hearing about 5G for so long to think that a lot of those capabilities, um, ultra-reliable ultra communications, you know, the massive machine-type communication, um, you know, being able to use some sort of cellular to track a bunch of agriculture um, or, or, or livestock, um, those standards aren't even going to be ratified until 2021. So it seems like the, you know, the door is, is open still uh, for Laura. And I think Rich and I talked about uh, this sort of debate maybe a year ago. And I said I wouldn't bet against uh, 3GPP and some of those LTE standards. But I don't know. It looks like Laura is growing. Wow. Well, I think the big okay. issue is the um, unregulated aspect. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it encourages an open source development community. Yeah, it's, I mean, being in the unlicensed band and not having to, you know, buy billions of dollars worth of spectrum to to set up a connected uh, application is a big advantage. Yeah, but you're still beholden to Semtech because they hold the license for Laura. So if you want to build a processor, um, you you have to go back to them and get a license. But in that case. It is relevant, um, perhaps, that, that Semtech does have control um, over the core technology, at least, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, it, it would be interesting to see what happened. Um, you know, like right now we're dealing with this in the actual you know, compute space with RISC-V. Um, is, is one company governing the core technology a good thing? Uh, because you're able to have consistency and like in the case of ARM, you able, you're able to scale out that software ecosystem and the ability to reuse software um, versus having it fragmented where all of a sudden you have 5 to 10 or 20 different players who are supporting um, their version of LoRa or their version of RISC-V um, and, and what, that does to, what that does to the actual industry as a whole. Um, it, it's, you know, this is a question that's been plaguing technology for, for years, if not decades, but um, it, is, it is interesting to see how that impacts the growth of markets and, and doesn't. Yes. I would love to have somebody either from Laura or from Semtech hop on with us on the next call or maybe leave a comment here to, to, to talk about that liability, if, if that's the right word. Right. Well, you know, maybe I can get somebody from the Things Network to participate. You know, they're 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 very big into Laura. That would be great. I love the way you say Laura and we say Laura. <laughs> it's our bad English here in America. Yeah. It's our American. Mm. No, 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 no. We say it the right way. Alice is as American as. <laughs> That's true. I'm even a vet. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it looks like we have our marching orders. Looking for uh, somebody at the Things Network or Semtech or the Laura Alliance maybe uh, to hop on and give us uh, their view of the roadmap for the technology and uh, how open or closed it actually is. Yep, that would be great. Okay, I think that wraps up this week's Embedded Insiders. Right, guys? 
I'd say so. It'll be interesting to see what happens between now and IoT Day next year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Till next time, we are Embedded Insiders. And we're friends. <laughs>